Hello, welcome to Simply Syndicated Gaming News. We're in a bit of a rush tonight, because all the news from last week was apparently saved up until our show finished, and then pissed out over the next week. So <laughs> it, it all just fell out on us. Explosively decompressed upon us. Yes. So with, uh, in, while last week we were looking at nearly a blank page, this week we're looking at nearly two, but pages don't exist anymore. So it's just a really long screen. I didn't realize that till I scrolled down and it just kept going. But okay, right. Anyway. I had to install a mod for that. <laughs> Did you know Google Sheets accepts mods? Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. Uh, so, Rage 2. Leaks and leaks and leaks, then confirmed. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, this was, yeah, this week's sort of ongoing leak. It just kept on. It started as a drip and it just kept on going until they were like, fine, here's the thing. Happy now. And we were like, eh, maybe. I'd yeah, because literally when, when it leaked, I was like, which one's Rage? <laughs> well, it, it was the technically impressive post-apocalyptic uh, first-person uh, RPG-ish game. R- rage oh, was another sh- one of those. R- rage was shit. Rage was shit. <laughs> Right, I got it for Christmas. It was traded in by my birthday. Rage was shit. It was his birthday's in January. Yes, uh, <laughs> right. The official one that is, yeah, yeah, the um, official one. It was a game that was made by, as I, I read at the time, it was made by a group of new programmers. Like, welcome to our company. Here's the training wheels project we're going to give you all to do before we let you loose on Fallout. And they came up with Rage. So it's it's it shit. Um, it does look very brown. It, it starred John Goodman, though. I don't give a shit. Not a it, it was what? not a good game. It was. Fuck you. We're gonna have a He's falling out. He's in the new out. Roseanne. That's Gash. Uh, I'll take. I'll give you the old Roseanne, <laughs> but the new Roseanne is poo bums. I haven't watched it because I became aware that she's fucking mental. Yeah, she is nutty, butty, mate. She's yeah. always been fucking nutty. She's just yeah. back on telly again. Well, yeah, but no, before the age of the internet, I was unaware that she was a yeah. fucking nut bar. And yeah, now I am aware that she is a nut bar and, you know, she's back. Yeah. And she's Trump's little buddy. It does ruin it a bit. So Boils I haven't seen any dump. of it, to be honest. But yeah, Rage was shit. It was all <laughs> like, oh, we need you to go and get, you're meeting people and then sending you on a mission of, I need you to go and get this thing from there. And you go there and it's like, ah, oh, but before you get the thing from here, you must go there and get the thing from there. So you go there and it's, ah, oh, but before you get the thing from here, you must go there and get that thing. From there. And you're like, uh, fuck off. And you switch and the it off. The dog gets further and further away on the lead. <laughs> and that's it. And then it. you yank the fucker back. Yeah. Uh, so when they, any talk of Rage 2 for me has just been, who cares? Really? The first one was shit. Well, I can't believe they're making a second one. Why would you do that? This is the thing is that this was, uh, the first one was not by Bethesda. I don't believe, uh, it was just by Ed. Uh, I can't, I can't remember who published it, but now this one is, you know, been brought, I'm not sure where or when Bethesda bought the rights. Right. to this but they they got you know re and what's interesting is unlike what they did with prey which was you know basically you know a completely different game completely different narrative you know not even the same universe as the original so they just rebooted it i would have thought that's that that's what they were going to do with rage because even though the some opinions were divided on rage nobody okay. thought it was amazing 
Many people thought it was crap. Some people liked it. One thing that is very true about Rage is not a lot of people played it. Right, okay. So we now have Rage 2, which is looking to be an almost completely different kind of game. But a lot of people haven't played the first one. So... Yeah, that's I, probably for the best then. Is th- this essentially a reboot? I don't know. Well, it'd have to be because no one, you know, I think if you people did play it, the very few that did, I think it was pretty between 50-50, it's all right and outright oh, this is was, shit. It was so shit. So, yeah, I think so they might shit. as well have just made <laughs> the up a thing new is thing. that it's actually, you know, this is Bethesda publishing it. It's actually been made by... Uh, the guys who made uh, Mad Max, you know, the Mad Max open world. Just as well, game. because it probably is yeah. along the same lines, yeah. I'd imagine. And if you've watched, you know, the trailer and the gameplay stuff, it's heavily based on, you know, it seems heavily inspired by Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, you know, the style of it, the bright colors, the, you know, dust everywhere. So yeah. it's kind of funny that they're now making, you know, the company that made, you know, the Mad Max open world game, which was a direct tie in you know, based on the Mad Max Fury Road film, they're now making a game which is drawing more heavily from Fury Road than the official Fury Road game did. Control-C, Control-V, I it's think. Weird. It's going to be another sort of brown, collect shit, blow shit up, racing RPG, yeah. I think. Yeah, looks like it'll be heavily vehicles-based. I'm I'm in two minds about the Mad Max game. I did, as I said on the show a while ago, I've been playing it because it was a, a PlayStation Plus game. And I kind of abandoned it and uninstalled it and everything. But now I've done that, I kind of... There were elements of it that were fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just when you're playing a game from beginning to end, these things can get boring. But I think maybe if you take a break from them, I can come back to it and it's all right. There was nothing inherently bad about the game as such. I think yeah. it does contain elements that you have expressed dislike of in the past on this show. So, it, it, you know, the go to a place, scour the place for stuff, build new stuff, go to another place, find more stuff, build more stuff. Yeah. That's that very of Ubisoft. You didn't care for in Far Cry. Yeah. It's um, very heavily Ubisoft. But I have kind of warmed to that stuff a little bit. I, I did enjoy Infamous Second Son. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I've been playing something else that was a bit like that. Ah, oh, it'll come back to me. <laughs> so Rage 2, it's going to yeah. come out after Walmart leaked it, and then yeah, that's it. So that was that was the initial droplet from that, that just, you know, then everything, the teasers were leaked, posters were leaked, and then they just brought it up. But the same leak... The same Walmart leak, which proved to be true in the with the case of Rage, to uh, had a bunch of other games on there. Uh, let's see, Just Cause Four, a new Splinter Cell, Dragon Quest Two, Lego DC Villains, uh, Borderlands Three, Gears of War Five, Forza Horizons Five, and uh, an Assassin's Creed game of some description. Yeah, which I- is intriguing to me because I really thought that they. I mean, unless it's sort of a major kind of expansion slash spin-off of Origins, um, I didn't anticipate that they would release another big Assassin's Creed game until probably halfway through 2019 at the earliest. I, I, I still agree. don't. I could see it being a sort of spin-off kind of other thing. Yeah, which I mean, if they use the same assets, yeah, if they use the same assets and did like a, you know, like a, not a AAA size game, but like a smaller, a standalone a like DLC liberation. type thing. 
bit like, well, maybe just take, you know, like, because you've got Amunet, the, you yeah. know, by ex missus. She's got, got off and done another thing. And I think people are sufficiently interested that she could support a game, sort of like an Assassin's Creed Liberation style one, not as long as the other ones, maybe a bit more linear. But I mean, say, you know, in a slightly different place, you can use a lot of the same assets. So yeah. they, they might be. Rather than say make Assassin's Creed Origins two, they might do a little spin off with Amunet and then put all their energy back into like a whole new story for something that well, I wouldn't expect to come out until late twenty nineteen mm. at the earliest. Yeah. Or this could I mean this like could be just a new edition, you know, the game of the year version that it might be the game of the year together. edition. Could yeah, be, that's probably you know. good. Yeah, that might be that's probably that's probably gonna be more likely actually now. Because said all it. it all it says is Assassin's Creed. Creed. So, you know yeah. it, there's the the details are thin on the ground just like the splinter cell entry just says splinter splinter cell. So see people are very excited about a new the prospects of a new splinter cell. I mean it's been some years since the last one. I mean like what five years, six years since the last splinter cell I want to say ages. Yeah. Ages. So people the, really like that series. Is it actually because there was the Splinter Cell Conviction, which was the 360 one, sort of that generation? Then there was another one. I think it was only a few years ago, but they recast. It was sort of a soft reboot, and they even uh, they got rid of Michael Ironside and brought on a different actor, and nobody liked it, and very few people played it. Uh, I bet so, they because it's been a long while, and you know, I think there's a whole swathe of gamers like myself who's never played a Splinter Cell game. I yeah. expect it to be another soft reboot. Yeah, because what's funny is they uh, in Ghost Recon Wildlands, the big open world Ghost Recon game, mm. uh, they recently had uh, Splinter Cell DLC or event for yeah, it, they which did, didn't they? they brought back Michael Ironside to voice Sam Fisher. So that might have you know been testing the waters for Plus. a new Splinter Cell game. Do you know what? Because they're basically Metal Gear Solid. And since Metal Gear Solid has somewhat derailed yeah, that's ours. <laughs> recently, um, you know, maybe they've seen this as a good time to get back into that game. Because that, that's what they are. They're, they're sneaky games rather than blow everything up games, which is why I never really got into them. Um, it's a, it's from an one? old genre of stealth, which was essentially a third person puzzle game. Yeah. The whole point of them was, you know, survey the area, figure out the patterns, and figure out the correct path to get through. Yeah, that was basically it. Whereas modern, more modern stealth games are more about, there's a lot more improvisation, like making systems interact with each other and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think people would welcome, uh, you know, a Splinter Cell. I think the time is right for it. I think that, you'd say, it's been a way kind of sufficiently lengthy that people want it back. And the memory of the last one that people didn't really care for has kind of faded into the ether. So I think um, the time is right. I mean, people seem really hyped about it. So why wouldn't they go for it? Yeah, it's been, yeah, just looking here, it was five years ago was Splinter Cell Blacklist. And I'm assuming so, that's going to be an Xbox exclusive as well. Or, I'm sure. Sorry, no, a Maybe. Windows exclusive. Well, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, is you can it buy it on Windows micro, 10. So. Or, yeah, they're calling it a. No, it would Microsoft be a Microsoft exclusive. exclusive, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the right the right thing. Oh, yeah, because yeah, well, Sam Fisher was, well. he was... He was sort of an Xbox. Yeah. I, I, think we, yeah, I, guy, yeah. I think we got an Xbox that came with Splinter Cell. Yeah. That's like why that the was whole thing. thing was green, the, you know, the green lights and everything. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was an Xbox character. So they're, they're going to want 
you know, Microsoft need exclusive content. So they really do. What the hell have they got? They've got Splinter Cell. Get it out there. Hurry up. When you know, if they've got Gears Five coming as well, that will help them because obviously Gears of War is a an Xbox exclusive game. Uh, Just Cause Four and Forza Horizons doesn't really surprise me at all. I mean, because Just Cause Three did pretty good, I think. So I, I will play Just Cause Four. I, I will get that. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. I got I three mean, with my PS4. That was my buy it with it game thing. Mm. Yeah, Borderlands. I'm not unduly fussed about, but I think people who really like Borderlands really like Borderlands. Yeah, I've never played any of them. So the reliance know. on co-op, the fact that yeah. you it really to enjoy the game, you really do have to be playing co-op. Eh, you know, kind of. Uh, put some people off fuck that then yeah me too so <laughs> that's it if they made a borderlands that was more you know was sort of scaled properly to single player i'd be up for that looks like a fun world yeah yeah um they're also mentioning last of us 2 and super smash brothers but we knew those were coming anyway mm. yeah um so thank you walmart for ruining everybody's day there <laughs> yeah, um, you really have Walmart Canada slapped. Yeah, I was going to say they pissed the bed hardcore. <laughs> uh, I I wonder if someone's if you lost pissed it. the bed. You can clean that. If you well, shit I'm... the bed, I think you have to throw the whole thing out. Yeah, I know that you never get rid of that smell. Well, the memory. <laughs> mm. <laughs> In uh, further leaking this week, we we've seen uh, Microsoft's new Xbox controller for accessibility. I think this thing looks awesome. I love that. They oh, do it looks stuff so like cool. This. But it looks painful to hold. I mean, it's, you I know. I meant to have it on your yeah, lap. Yeah, that's clearly I was thinking, right, you are correct. Because I was thinking, if this is for accessibility, they've truly fucked up the ergonomics. Yeah, no. Now, this is something that you, know, yeah. you would put on, uh, on your lap or on, you know, if you're someone who's in a wheelchair, for instance, you would have that on a, you know, attached or point. on a tray or something like that. And then yeah. you tap it. I mean, this is definitely aimed at people who don't have full use of either one or both hands. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, because I was reading some of the comments and there were people saying that, you know, I'm a person who, you know, has, you know, I don't have feeling in, you know, my hands. I can't use my hand altogether. All and this is great for me. And what looks nice, apparently, is that it's going to be USB. So you can fully program it to work entirely for you and sort of do yep. a whole bespoke thing for yourself. So, yeah, it looks awesome. I'd I mean, like just to myself, name it the Hawking. The Hawking. Like the Hawking. I'd like to make, yeah. yeah. The Microsoft I mean, Hawking. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just for myself, I mean, someone who's had a, a predictive arm injury and I've had two surgeries on it, it's always my fear that one day I won't be able to hold a controller pain-free and things like that. Um, so the the uh, knowledge that there's going to be something that should that terrible day come and I can't comfortably use a regular controller, there's going to there's gonna be something that I mm. could possibly use instead, which is fabulous news. Yeah. You know, yeah, I will point. say... Very good point. While I... I I tip my hat to Microsoft for doing such a thing. I think Nintendo should be looking at this saying, is that the Donkey Kong Bongo controller or what? <laughs> yes, because dear viewer, it does, or dear listener, it's the thing that it looks like, if you blow your eyes, it looks like a double turntable. It, Yeah, or a drum machine from the 80s. Or, with or a drum the, machine. The pads it's, a on. White, yeah. it's a white rectangle. It has two large buttons in the middle. In my that head, I'm guessing it's... Can be I'm imagining it sort of keyboard sized, like it. Would... See, I'm trying. I'm scaling it based on that D-pad, in which case it's not much bigger than a normal controller. Well, you think the D-pad is a normal size D-pad? If that's a normal size D-pad, because I think it's, um, I think it's a big D-pad. Although, if you scale it, it, 
does actually look bigger because if you look at the USB lead on the side, unless that's US, USB-C. Well, this is a leak, so we, we don't have any dimensions or anything. Yeah, it's just, I mean, that's probably not even a photo. That's a, a it's rendering. A white, yeah, we don't even have a banana for scale. This is floating in a white void. Yeah. Um, I mean, something that one of the commentators on that site pointed out was saying that Microsoft could never hope to get their R&D costs back on this thing. But the, so the fact that they're making oh, no. it at no, all yeah. is, is fantastic because they don't have to. Yeah. And they will never get their costs back. But obviously they're thinking about people, you know, how can we get the maximum amount of people playing our games? So and you know, also from a, from a slightly cynical, you know, point of view, it is also great PR. That they're, well, you know, God, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, no one's, no one's that, saying that isn't, but I mean, it's going right. to help people. So, oh yeah, absolutely. It's but great think, when these things, you know, work out like, like that. It com- it's because it's so often that a company does something because they think it's going to make them look good, and no one benefits yeah. from it. At least this way, someone is benefiting. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't get mad at them for, for and they're whatever they're Nintendo, so they're not going to price this thing at eighty fucking quid. This yeah. is probably, you know. <laughs> it will be controller priced, I would imagine. Right? It will be controller priced. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than how much? Yeah. Which is what um, you know, Switch controllers it, are work. priced. Yeah, because it's Microsoft or because it's USB, it'll work with, uh, you know, any PC and any, you know. I assume, you know, you could probably plug this thing into a Raspberry Pi or something and make it work. Well, you can plug a regular Xbox controller into there and make it work. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I would imagine you absolutely can do that with it. The one thing this control the controller doesn't address is that you know if you absolutely have no fucking hands, this isn't going to help you. No, that's true. You still yeah. need to be waiting for something. Yeah, your day will come. You could Hold work on this. I bet you could work that with your feet. You I, saw, I saw. I saw a, a, Hold a on. news article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a minute. I got there. I got there. <laughs> it's great that we help the disabled. <laughs> Oh, this is the stuff God. the UN are talking about, you know. This is <laughs> it's really not. It's it's really not. Anyway, sorry, Emma, were you going to say something? No, I was just saying that, I mean, in terms of accessibility, I mean, there is, I did read an article a little while ago about this fellow who's a streamer, but he's quadriplegic and he controls it by blinking and uh, has a little thing sort of in his mouth that he can manipulate using sort of his cheek muscles and things. And he streams, he commentates, and I think he plays League of Legends. I think he's a League of Legends streamer. That's fucking so awesome. It's incredible. I kind of want to now see speedruns of games done only with blinking and things <laughs> like that. Ring up the Dark Souls blokes who do it on baguettes. They'll probably do yeah. it. Yeah, it's like, come on, now how quickly can you do Link to the Past? That kind of thing. Ring up... Yeah. I mean, did we talk about that bloke who, I mean, recently he beat all three Dark Souls games without taking a hit? I think we did. Um, yeah, we, we did. We were very frightened of him. It was yeah, insane. we were very frightened of him. I bet he could do it. Yeah. It's like that kid I've seen on Facebook who's solving Rubik's Cubes while he juggles them. Oh, God. Yeah, the that's The fuck mental. is that about? Freak. Yeah. He's a wizard. Anyway, further leaks. Yeah. Because it's just all fucking leaks. Uh mm. Rumor was there was going to be a Splatoon thing days before E3. It's probably bollocks. Well, there was a rumor, and then Nintendo came out and said, no, that's bollocks, it's completely untrue. But then there was another corroborating rumor that popped up in a magazine or something. Oh, right. That seems I... to reconfirm it. So who fucking knows at this point that, you know, this is one of those rumors where we genuinely have no idea. I mean, 
saying it's not true is precisely what Nintendo would say. Exactly. Otherwise, they'd tell us it was true, and that's just a really crap unveiling of something. So, I, I don't know. A- Apple stay neutral with things. They always say we don't comment on new product on on things that aren't released yet, mm-hmm. and that's a, just a very sort of neutral. That might be true or it might not, because I'm not going to comment on it either way. It's a policy of ambiguity, and I yeah. respect that. <laughs> Uh, whereas Nintendo might just be like, no, say it's bollocks. Just tell them no and they'll believe us. And then when we actually do it, they'll be oh so surprised. Um, <laughs> no one knows what it is either. Just like yeah. a Splatoon thing. <laughs> a thing. We, Which, we, considering they are all, they've already announced a Splatoon thing. Yeah, it's very unlikely to be like anything and we for know Splatoon that- 2. The one thing we know about Smash Brothers is the Splatoon things are there. So we have a, you know, Nintendo are already seem fairly Splatoon heavy at the moment. Yeah, they do. They really are pushing it. I have a Splatoon t-shirt now, you know. Yeah. Mm. It arrived just the other day. I'm well into it now. I'm I'm at level 10. I'm able to play uh, ranked. If they really game. wanted, if they wanted to push this, you know, a, a, an awesome piece of merchandising for the Splatoon would be uh, one of those. Would be a T-shirt uh, covered in that hydrophobic stuff. Yes, so you could throw crap at it and it would just slide off. I want some of that hydrophobic stuff just so I can get me dinner down me. Really, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it would save me a lot of time if right all my, in my mind. I mean, who, who doesn't watch those videos of them showing stuff like that on YouTube? And you're like, we could like never do laundry again. That would be amazing. And if we did, it couldn't. You couldn't even wash it because it can't be wet. Oh my Wait. god. <laughs> Well, you see, my first thought was, if I spray this around my arse cheeks, oh, is this gonna will, be I, is- will I never have? <laughs> <laughs> I had a joke. Yours was better. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, when I shit, does it mean I'll never have to wipe my arse again? Oh, gross. <laughs> I, I, I paid like nineteen ninety nine for a spray can of never have to wipe your arse again. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. It's such an annoyance. You'd price it around the amount of toilet paper an average person would use in the time period it was yeah. effective for. Maybe a little bit less. I think I'd less. want to see how it does with clothes for a while before I really want to commit to putting that on my body. Yeah. And especially especially that, bit, that bit. That <laughs> bit. Yeah. Uh, you you don't want to explain that to someone at A&E, do you? <laughs> no. That is, I, I wasn't thinking about it. While it would make things slide out easier, it would also make things insert easier. I hadn't thought it through. There is that <laughs> as well. Door opens both ways. <laughs> So in, con- so in conclusion, <laughs> probably nothing happening with Splatoon beyond anything uh, we already know. But it's it really might. good they chose pink and green as their colours. If they'd chosen brown and red, it would have been awful. It would. It would indeed. Do you feel like that was the subject of so many workshops as what colour <laughs> is going to be all this gloop we're spraying around? I, I do genuinely so- feel they had the same kind of discussions that the TV uh, execs went through when deciding what to colour to put use on period adverts. Yeah, yeah, the blue water, yeah. They've started, have you heard, they've started using red water. Good. Okay. You should be horrified, you two. <laughs> <laughs> I have to part with it, so have you. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> we've, we've also had leaks about Pokemon, or have we? Dun, dun, dun. See, the, oh, these ones we don't God, know. If only I could muster up a shit. I can't find it anywhere. Really? 
It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Far away. Um, yeah. We, we know they're doing a Switch game. Just... <sighs> Get on with it. Yeah. I was, there was, the interesting thing about this was, uh, you know, because I've been saying it for a while, I feel like the Pokemon games left me behind a while ago. Mm. They're just, like, far too complicated, and there's too fucking many Pokemon. And they now have, like, alternate dimensions and shit that's happening in the new games, and Pokemon have different oh. forms, and they mega evolve and all oh. this stuff. So whenever they, they were like, well, this it looks like this new one is going to be a sort of remake of Pokemon Yellow, I was like, yes, please? What? Uh-huh. Back to, back to basics, please? That, yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> so that's the rumor. It will be all Generation 1 Pokemon. Yeah. So all, all the things that are in the poker rap. Damn straight. Finally, my memories of chunks of the pokey rap will finally come back in handy again. Yeah. All the ones that were on the poster on my wall in college. Damn. Oh, you got that poster and too. I, yeah. I still got laid. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I always viewed stuff like that. It's like, well, I'm handicapping myself for the, to make up for the rest of you guys. You know, it's like, <laughs> if I didn't have the Pokemon poster, I'd just be unstoppable. But got to tone it down somehow. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, this is going to come out. I mean, I th- and I understand some people are really excited about this. It, I still feel it's going to be out in time for Christmas. Well, this the rumors suggest September. That would make which sense. Could be. Yeah, it avoids. It's just before the sort of November glut, as as it tends to be. Um, I don't think it would be competing with anything else Nintendo's planning in September. Not we, that we know. I mean, E3 could blow that out of the water. We don't know when Smash is going to come out. See, what they've not got in the lineup this year, and I'm, I'm aware we've not really heard much about stuff for the second half of this year yet either. Um, there's still no big heavy hitter titles. Smash Brothers is big, but it's big sort of within the Nintendo gamer community. My mum has never heard of Smash Brothers. She has heard of Super Mario, and she has heard of Pokemon. So they have these ones that sort of go beyond gaming, and everybody knows about them. The ones yeah. that are going to sell 20 million Switches. Uh, and yeah. there's been nothing about that this year. I mean, True. even, what is it, Metroid Prime 4? That's, my mum my doesn't know Metroid. Um, and so what have they got? It's definitely Pokemon. Yeah, you re raise a valid point. So I I do expect to see this game this year in time for Christmas. It probably with a pack in into a Switch. I'm now wondering if they're gonna do yellow controllers for something like that. Well, I think you know when you think about it, the uh, well the two Pokemon that you know because it does again the rumor suggests that this is they're gonna do two versions. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. So yellow and brown, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, there's there's lots of possibilities here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of those possibilities sell like 10 to 20 million Switches, really. So, you know. <laughs> well, then that's when they troll the planet and say it's Pokemon Coliseum 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could, it's a Pokemon card game or something like that. It's uh, Pokemon Snap 2. But I, it will be a proper, it will be a proper full-on Pokemon game. I have that faith. Uh, whatever it is, 
Yeah. I'm not, again, I'm not invested in it, so I don't care. I've played one Pokemon game and I quite enjoy it. I've not got to the end of it yet and it's okay, but I, it is what it is. You know, I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not super excited. Pardon me, I had to burp. Um, if people say this new one's good, I'll probably pick it up. That's for sure. Mm. But we'll, we'll see. There's nothing to know yet. Yeah. Well, this is the rumors and stuff. I wish I was like in my twenties. So I got excited about this shit. Early twenties kind of stuff, I think. But late thirties, I've got patience now. Like, ah, it'll be out when it's out, and you'll you'll know everything then. Just chill. I don't have excitement anymore. I just have anger. That's just being alive now. I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. And finally, in rumors and leaks and that kind of thing, one that is still making me roll my eyes every time I look at it: uh, Star Fox Grand Prix. Do you know that anger I mentioned a minute ago? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This this because does that, doesn't it? If if this is true, what the f- you have F zero. Yeah, why wouldn't F-Zero you do a new F zero? Features a character called Fox or McLeod or whatever. It features Star. Why are you doing this? <laughs> now th- there is precedence for this. There is Donkey Kong Racing, or is it Diddy Kong Racing? It was Diddy, and people liked that. Mm. Um, so the idea of like Star Fox Grand Prix being a follow-up or at least a spiritual successor to Diddy Kong Racing kind of makes sense. They brought out Diddy Kong Racing and they also brought out F-Zero at the same time on the same console. And since then, we've had neither. (laughs) I would rather see an F-Zero game, I must admit. Good. and, Good choice, Rich. And a Star Fox game. You know, like the ones that Star Fox are known for, like flying yeah. a spaceship and shooting things. Mm-hmm. That would be nice also. That that would be good, especially as I'm told the last one didn't go down too well. The last couple haven't been yeah. well received. You know what was well received? The 3DS remake of Star Fox 64. Yeah. The one that was a Star Fox game. It's It's pretty good. I have that. Yeah, um, they just don't seem to be able to figure out that people like it when the game is the game that it was. So basically, by th- this has just managed to piss off F-Zero fans and Star Fox fans. Yeah, this really is, you know. <laughs> and as a, as a Mario Kart fan, I'm like, but you've already got a racing yeah. game. I'm still playing it. Okay. Well, technically, that's a Wii U racing game. That That is true. So they they don't actually have a pure Switch racing game. I'm looking forward to uh, Mario Kart 9, that's for sure, on whatever platform. No it's gonna it's a while away, but I'd like to I'd like it to happen. Um yeah, mainly cuz the last one was a Wii U game. Yeah. Part of me is hoping that this is all bollocks. I yeah. Part of it's me an- wants to give them the benefit of the doubt. There's like, "Hey, do you know what? They're on a roll." And and a year ago, they sold me fucking Mario Rabbids, which everybody thought was fucking ludicrous. Yeah. And it turned out to be awesome. So I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, Star Fox Grand Prix, what the fuck do I know? If I knew what that was going to be like, I'd be Nintendo, and I'm not. So maybe... I, I will just... also give it one bo- one positive thing. The logo looks pretty cool. <laughs> 
Well, it's just the Star Fox logo underlined with the word Grand Prix written in what looks like Helvetica Italic. Well, yeah, and I like that. Fair enough. All games should be that. It is very simple and easy to read. Yes. Um, but this comes from nowhere. Like this me. is quite possibly also bollocks. Potentially, yes. This is a photograph of a piece of paper yeah. with two logos on it. <laughs> so that's that's meaningless. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. Unless this is a fiendish ploy that they've put out to deter people from the big announcement of an F-Zero game. That could it's be a thing. Happen. It might happen. You've got to stay positive. You've got to stay positive. Oh, I just no. The hit. It's too. I strong. just. I just don't buy that Nintendo are playing three-dimensional chess on that level. No, neither do I. Mm. It probably is the thing. I just don't want it to be. That's that's really it. Um, let's move on. Little plastic boxes. That's the section we call little plastic boxes guess what we're going to talk about the nes classic edition is returning back to stores next month they said it was gonna yeah i i don't know and it is they Um, hit a rich vein of plastic and uh they've been able to up production i'm just want to see what they're going for on uh Nest well, Classic fuck all now. <laughs> this news is going to say out. much less, much less than they were. Well, that's. I that's... wonder how long CEX are going to try and continue the milking. Oh, until the minute that basically the first wave comes out, and then they all sell out, which they will. Then, when the next lot starts trickling in, then they'll then they'll go down a lot. I yeah. kind of hope that supplies this time genuinely are, you know, adequate, and that if CEX try the thing that we accuse them of of buying up them all, that it fucking bankrupts them. <laughs> Just because there's too many. That would be nice. It would be kind of fun. I think they're still p- suffering from the SNES Classic Mini thing. Yeah. Because, do you know what? There's a big pile of them in my CEX, and it's the same big pile of them that's been there for a while. Yep. Um. So, there is so that. It's the, yeah, it's the exact same machine, exact same games. Uh. I was thinking. I was wondering if, like, maybe they would do a revision to try and stop people from being able to hack it to put more games on. And then I realized, no, they're not going to do that. That would require work. That would require work, and they, I doubt they really care about people putting more, you know, ROMs on the chip. So, yeah, it's likely to be the exact same thing. Absolutely. Um, you can get one on eBay for a re- sorry on Amazon for around a hundred quid pre-owned. Mm. Uh, which is still yeah. Just keep keep your powder dry keep, for a couple of yeah. months, and you'll be able to buy one at RRP. Not even yeah. that. Next month, June. Yeah, and they'll be fifty nine ninety nine, like they were. They said, "We know you all want one. We're going to make them, and so don't pay scalper prices." Um, and they held true to that. Yeah, That's I think true. it's great. I do intend to pick one up because I love the SNES one, and I. <laughs> I, I know th- these are games that run fucking on everything, especially if you're a little bit not worried In about fact, emulators. There, Yeah, well, this is the thing. Uh, there have been quite a few... I saw some good sort of uh, videos put out about how the emulation that's running on the, the, the NES and the SNES Classic, not actually that great. Right. From, a, from an accuracy standpoint, from, you know, compared to original hardware and uh, and uh, compared to modern emulators actually not that accurate the, the nes classic i had no idea perhaps they tweaked but for that. the casual user 
fine, which, you know, I would be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that in any sort of derogatory way. It's more than good enough for me. <laughs> Just if you were hoping that this was a, a classic, you know, a truly uh, authentic experience, not actually technically. <laughs> but still pretty good. Yes. Um, and I mean, yeah, all these games, I have a playlist in my emulator in open emu of nes classic mini games it's like just the, <laughs> those games from that thing and i could play them right now but this is a nice thing and they are a nice thing mm-hmm. um and i kind of also there's the fact of i want to have one and not pay 300 quid for it that would be nice yep, also. that's fair yep it would be nice as a sort of fuck you to you know not the scalpers but the people who paid the scalpers yeah uh i i'd like to do that so I will definitely get one. Uh, and then there's a new one coming in Japan, which is, yeah. th- this is a bit more out there. So this is uh, the Famicom Mini, um, a- and it's a gold one, and it has different games that were based on manga. Yeah, from this yeah from this magazine, um, uh, Weekly Jump, which is... It's so weird the way manga is released in Japan versus over here. Right. Because over here, it's, you know, we get it in uh, basically a little graphic novel format that collects up sort of a bunch of chapters. But the way manga, like big name manga is released in Japan is in magazines in chapter by chapter, sort of week by week. You know, one magazine will have a new chapter from like four or five different uh, uh mangas okay it's such a weird way of doing it and so they have this magazine that has mangas and there are yeah. games based on them very weird yeah there are going to be a lot of american nintendo collectors who are going to pay a lot of money for one of these oh my god yeah. yes this thing is going to be going for <laughs> stupid money yeah because they aren't shipping this anywhere no this, this, this is a japanese is thing for japanese people Oh, yep. so releasing on July seventh, I will be very excited to see how much the eBay and they will <laughs> all be gone on July seventh. Yeah, they absolutely will, because since it's a, a 20th anniversary, you know, limited edition thing, there will be no more of these. <laughs> of course, that's it as well. Yeah, yeah. There's oh. no hope that well, if I hold on, maybe they'll get a second run. No, no, no. Nope. Oh, sorry, fiftieth anniversary. It's time to make friends with a Japanese person. Yep, that's the only way to do this, really. Or become a Japanese. Course, but, well, move to Japan. You can't become a Japanese person. That's uh, yeah, that would be offensive. That's a but, different yeah. thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're going to need to do that. That's kind of giggling at that a little bit. <laughs> the, the little <laughs> things that oh, you want to collect everything, do you? Okay. Yeah, fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, Tune into Metal Jesus's channel where he's literally crying over wanting to get one of these things. <laughs> oh, poor man. Poor, baby. poor man. He's a lovely man, but he's not he going to get one of these things. No. Maybe he'll get one. Maybe if he puts... I, it's not going to be impossible. But no, it's but not going to be They're going to cost... Yeah, and it's what, not... What's irritating about these collector's channels is when they don't get a thing... But like a friend of theirs does, so they send it to them so they can do a video. It's like, you fucking cheater. That's not yours. Give it back. Yeah. Be honest with your collection. See, I'm quite proud of my collection, but it sits in a single IKEA Billy bookcase. So it's not that big. I'm looking, actually, it's ridiculous. But anyway. I wonder if there are people who collect Billy bookcases. Most people. I think that's us because we've got fuckloads <laughs> of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 
In other little plastic box news, the Neo Geo Mini was officially in it. Well, it was leaked and everyone ignored it because it seemed ridiculous. But now it's, now it's really a thing. A tiny little arcade machine. It really is a tiny is little arcade machine. Mm-hmm. It, it has its own three and a half inch display. And they're saying here fits perfectly in the palm of one's hand. This, it's not even right. iPhone size screen. Can you sell it with a massive magnifying glass? I'm not going to be able to see that. It has an HDMI output for television, a headphone port, and two external controller ports. And they're doing two versions of it, one in blue that's international and one in red that's not international. I don't know what this means. Yeah. What what nation is it being released in that you just get red? Yeah, it's a 40-game lineup. Japan, I think. Probably. Okay. So you want one, a red Neo Geo and a golden Famicom. From yeah, one for Japan. Asian markets and one for the rest of the world. The Asian version will be more colourful than its international counterpart. I feel like they're mad at us about something because they're, they're <laughs> not releasing all this stuff. Yeah, actually, yeah, now that I look at them and compare them side by side, the international version, it's um, both of them are blue, but the, uh, the J- Japan one has like red and multicoloured buttons and everything. Whereas the international one is, just has blue and like black and gray and white, so it is it is a bit plainer. I I have right. Um, hmm. Who has nostalgia for Neo Geo games? Not me. Like ten people. Because I probably have them because it seems like Neo Geo, like their the arcade games have been ported to many other systems, mainly Sega ones, over the years. So, like, if you listed off some of the games, I would probably recognize a lot of them, but not from the Neo Geo, you know. Yeah, because no, no one had one. Um, well, because they cost like ridic- they cost like stupid money back in the when they first came out, didn't they? Were they like nearly three hundred quid in nineties money? They were way more than that. The some of the games were three hundred quid in nineties money. If oh, I had geez. traded in, if I had traded in my entire pod collection, I I couldn't even have touched that. You know exactly. Yeah, and I had metal ones, and that was no getting even nowhere near it. Yeah, I'm trying to find right. Hang they on, they couldn't do pogs these days. They complain about kids hurting each other with them. Well, I mean, because we did. I mean, because we, we did. had metal ones. Totally yeah, because I did. just threw them at my brother constantly. <laughs> That's what they were there for. Yeah, didn't the game know what wasn't over. Apart from whipping at people, the game wasn't over when you won. The game was over when someone was lying on the floor Starts with a giant welt on their yeah. face crying. Uh, I still laugh when I see children get hurt. <laughs> well, yeah, they do some great compilation videos on YouTube. Um, yeah, the Neo Geo was ridiculous to price, but it was it, a fucking arcade cabinet. Yeah. Um, and these games were just amazing at the time because no, nothing you had at home could get close to it. But that was why it cost what it did. Um, I, I think you'd be looking at sort of £1,200 in today's money. For a, for a home console, and it, it you know it sold as well as a home console would that came out today, costing twelve hundred quid. When you look at it's, your PS4 at two hundred and fifty, whatever, and you're like, um, and what it's have you? So got? weird that the hierarchy of sort of systems has been reversed because, like in the early nineties, the idea was the arcade was the best you could get, giant machines. Then the console versions were sort of capable of you know doing adequate sort of conversions of the of the of the the arcades and then pc was kind of a dumpster fire and now that is 
well, I would say I was going to say it's reversed. The PC and the consoles have sort of switched place, and the arcades have fucked off. <laughs> Yeah, the, there's nothing that an arcade game is doing today that you couldn't do with a decent PC. Yeah. and The only arcade machines now you see are claw machines. You know. I don't know. There's the, there the, something you know really weird. The, the claw machine in um, my uh, local shop, local uh, Sainsbury's, it has, uh, on one side, it's like fluffy unicorns, and on the other, it's uh, the... Fucking animatronic plushies of Five Nights for Freddy. Kids love that game, though. They do, but it's so weird to see. And it's really annoying because I kind of want one. But at the same time, I'm not playing a claw machine because I'm not an idiot. I'm kind of stunned that there's a claw machine in a Sainsbury's. It's not yeah. in the Sainsbury's, it's in the shopping centre, which oh, the Sainsbury's right. is, you know. I was going to say, just yeah. buy one of those. There's loads of those pl- Five Nights probably... Just buy one, dude, rather than uh, spat money into a coin, never... into a... I've never played one of the games. I don't think I, I would feel like a fraud. Yeah, but oh, that's—I mean—that's fair. But I mean, um, the little <laughs> little kids love that game. I mean, when I worked in the arcade, like loads of kids had—I um, mean, like top five uh, Minecraft T-shirts, cars, you know, the the film cars T-shirts, and Five Nights at Freddy's T-shirts. You know what? This does suggest, uh, support a theory of mine that. Uh, Pretty much all kids up until mid-teen ages are basically sociopaths because my little sister, when she was like 12, she could watch an 18 horror film and not register a fucking beat of, you know, any kind of terror or even uh, distress, whereas now she can't do it. She's just about to turn 18 and she can't watch horror films. So I think that the part of, you know, your brain that develops sort of empathy yeah it does come yeah, later. Much, it just switches later. on yeah yeah so that's you know it, it does seem to confirm the reason kids fucking love this is because they are not quite fully human and if you can avoid that happening to you you can become president of the united states <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously i was on the train a couple of months ago and there was a kid playing it on the train so people they love that game still i mean even though sort of five nights mania i think has probably peaked there was you know there it's still well loved it seems but i mean i suppose with those kids all their favorite youtubers play five nights so i think it's probably to do with that so will either of you be picking up the neo geo mini no no No, sir no (laughs) will you i am intrigued by it it's a nice looking little thing it is a nice looking little thing and i i am feeling nostalgic urges around those old 80s tabletop arcade games that i was never allowed <laughs> i think probably that the i mean i don't mean to sound awful but i mean me and mike are just kind of a, a just a, a hair too young for them i think as well yeah so... yeah they, yeah i think they were do you know what they were kind of on their way out pretty quick uh in mm. the early 80s because home consoles and computers became um, more yeah. affordable and that kind of thing um and so the idea of just having a big box that was just one game and it had lights in it and it was actually a bit shit and made a noise that really, really pissed off your mum. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, they died a death. Yeah, you I, know what I'm nostalgic for? You know, if they brought it back, it would fucking get me, I would buy like 10 of them. The Sonic the Hedgehog skateboard. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> they did a, a, a Sonic the Hedgehog skateboard. Yeah, yeah, I remember and it. My mom got me one. Now, I do not have what could be considered balance. That is not to say my balance is poor. That would imply that I have balance. I am absent balance. I do not possess it at all. So what we would do, what I would do is I would take it out into the hallway, the, you know, two meter long hallway in our house. And I would sit on the board and I would push myself up to one end of the hallway. And then I would turn it around and I would push myself back down to the other end of the hallway. That took up several hours at a time. That's brilliant. And if they brought that back, especially if they brought it back as a mini <laughs> version. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd get that. That would that would be awesome. I've just searched the other Amazon thing was and it had a, don't have one. The other thing was it had a plastic cover on it. And I really wanted to take the plastic cover off. But my mom kept telling me, no, no, you can't take the plastic covers off them. You have to keep the plastic covers on. And I didn't know enough at the time to call her on her bullshit. Yeah, that was bollocks. You take the plastic cover off it. That's packaging. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but look, you two, all you want is a white, you know, a, you know, a, a hydrophobic arsehole. And then you want to take the plastic <laughs> off your skateboard. Hydrophobic arsehole is definitely the band name. Yeah, I was going to say it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. You, can you start sewing up badges? Yeah, get us winning jackets. Hydrophobic asshole. That's that's awesome. Ain't nobody got shit on us. That's the tagline. That's it. This band makes itself. We are going to be huge. This is definitely going to be a death metal band, though. I mean, with a name like that, it's going to have to be on that list. I think so. Fair enough. Is there anything about... Well, I mean- Sorry, I was dragging us back to Neo Geo. Oh, anything? yeah, I was only going to say something more irrelevant, so please continue. Is there anything about the games? Because SNK really made fighting games. There uh, are a bunch of fighting games for the Neo Geo. I mean, only going on, because on the Xbox, they have, like, you know, Neo Geo presents such and such a game. And most of them are, like, King of Fighting, 1998, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think there is a lot of just yeah, miscellaneous beat em ups on it. I'm just pulling up Steam because I'm sure that there's probably like collections of Neo Geo games and SNK games. SNK, no? Okay, Neo Geo. No, no results. I would I would have assumed that there would be like bundles, mm. but no. There there is hang on, I have found a list. Blues Journey, Shock Troopers, Robo Army, Cross Swords, Mutation Nation. I'll stop you if I come to one I've heard of. Three Blood yep. Three Three Same here. Three Count Blood, Last Resort, Ghost Pilots, Football Frenzy, Art of Fighting. I believe I've heard of Art of Fighting. I've heard of that, yeah. Fatal Fury Special. I've heard of Fatal Fury. Fatal Fury, yes. But that's, that's out. Another, that's you, there's other versions of that, aren't there? Real yeah. Bout Fatal Fury, Garu Mark of the Wolves, Samurai Showdown <laughs> Two, Samurai Showdown. I've heard of that. Samurai Showdown Four and Samurai Showdown Five Special. Don't know what's wrong That's with Samurai Showdown three. Uh, the and last, one. yeah. <laughs> we don't speak of the other Samurai Showdowns. We don't speak yeah. of the odd numbered sp- <laughs> yes. Samurai one. Uh, yes, it's exact. It's like the odd numbered Star Trek movies. Yeah. Metal Slug, Metal Slug two, Metal Slug those, three, yeah. Metal Slug four, Metal Slug five, and I'm, Metal Slug, ne- Slug X. I know you're supposed to imagine a bullet casing or a bullet, you know, coming out of a gun, but I just, I just see a chrome. 
Invertebrate. Yeah. yeah. Chrome Invertebrate, spinoff band. Mm-hmm. We need more people. King of the Monsters 2, Shock Troopers, Second Squad, Ninja Masters, Top Players Golf, King of the Fighters 95, 97, 98, 2000, and 2002. Was 96. Was many of them. 2001's <laughs> missing as well, and 99. Super Sidekicks, Blazing Star, Puzzled, Magician Lord, and King of the Monsters. All oh, right, and King of the Monsters 2. Lots of. What is that? It must be a translation thing. It's a Japanese game where it's like word, word, adjective games that don't really, you know, it's like kitten, puppy, someone thinking of an adjective. World Heroes <laughs> Perfect. It's like Robert Ludlum books. See? Yeah. It's the something. But, you know, the noun verb thing. God, my English is bad. It's, there. It's I don't know. I have no nostalgic feelings for any of those games. And oh. I don't think I've ever played any of those games. Slightly for Metal Slug, because it was one of those things of, like, on a, on a summer holiday where we went away and there was an arcade in the place. And then me and my brother used to just chuck coins into the metal because it was one that you could play. It had, like, a... It was like an arcade cabinet. It was one you could sit down at, like, a bench. And then... Two can you know two joysticks and the buttons and so me and my brother would play Metal Slug for hours. So I'm quite nostalgic about Metal Slug, but I can the buy thing a about metal a Metal Slug, slug now. is that I assume that a Metal Slug would leave like an oil trail behind it, which you know if you wanted to kill it, you just need to light the end and it would just the little trail would catch fire until it caught up with the slug. You thinking this a, through far too much, but that sounds that is, like yeah, a fun I mean, way to spend yeah. worse weakness than salt, you know? Yeah. I'm getting really into this. You are. I'm going to start a wiki. Um, I would really like a Neo Geo Mini arcade console, I'll be honest. I kind of want one. Does it say how much they're going to be? Around $100. Uh, I think you just read like little plastic boxes. I think if we're being really honest. I do, and I really want my own tabletop arcade game so I can take a photo of it and send it to my dad and be like, see, I've got one now, old man. (laughs) You fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Screw you, old man. Oh, I really, I really want to get one of those skateboards and just peel the cover off. Yeah. In front of my mom. See, it's supposed to come off. This is packaging, mother. There's a price sticker on it. <laughs> so yeah, I want one. Of I will. She like, right, she leaves the. Um, I'm gonna reload Lauren. She leaves the when you like when you get over a phone. You know the way phones have a little oh, no, cover on the front. No. Oh. She she wants to leave them on, and it's like, mom, it has writing on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but leave it on. Just get her a screen protector. That's when she gets parcels in the mail, she doesn't open them for days. I. I don't oh, know that's so infuriating. Fuck. Yeah. It's the first thing I do. Yeah. First thing I do when I see there's a parcel. Mm. Even if I know I'm what so, it is. Even, oh, I know I know what is in every parcel that comes here, but it's still like Christmas. Exactly. Well, thing is, it, I mean, because Chuck, when Chuck gets things, because I'm home, I'm usually here to sign for them. So I have to wait for him to get back from work to open them. But what's nice is Chuck's short-term memory is quite bad. So usually he's forgotten entirely <laughs> what he's ordered. So it's like a treat for both of us. That's quite nice. Yeah. That is nice. Speaking of... No, there is no link to this next story. <laughs> Nintendo is... Uh, this is quite nice. It is know, nice. It's a nice thing, actually. They, there's a, now an official charging stand for the Nintendo Switch. It's not a dock. No. It's a charging stand. This will not connect to a TV. No. No. Which also means this will not, shouldn't, hopefully, break your Switch. <laughs> 
Well, it's an official product. It's if an this official thing, my switch, yeah. I want another fucking switch, quite frankly. Yeah. And the most bizarre thing about this, it is priced reasonably. $19.99. That's t- almost too official... reasonable. What's the catch? It really is. It, Yeah. Well, it's double what I paid for my switch stand, but there's a little more to it. It's got the, you know, there's metal parts in this. The the one I've got, the hoary one, is just, this is just plastic. There's nothing to this. Right. Um, anyway, I think $9.99. Because mm. um, a stand is relatively easy, and then everyone realized, oh, wait, we need a stand that lifts it up two inches so you can plug the wire in. And Yeah, then it, that was a pretty big fucking design oversight. That was a big part. design oversight. And then they all realized, oh, wait, we need one that doesn't block the air vents at the back of the switch because now this is just making everybody switch overheat. So yeah. I got mine in that period. So it now has the air vents and is two inches up off the table. It's pretty good. And it folds up and goes in the, the switch case. You can hear the sound effects now. I'm it. guessing, is For that no why reason. this thing... The one sort of criticism I had of this thing is that it's so narrow. I, I'm guessing that's because of the vents. Quite possibly. Yeah, that's going to sit between the two vents. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, you I, know, maybe I, some balance issues, but I mean, really, you know. My, my issue with it is fine. that it, it doesn't go flat. Um, that's an annoying doesn't thing not- to carry. It's got a curve in it. The, that's true. That's true enough. You know, because the switch sort of sits on it, and then it's got its own USB-C connector that goes through to another USB-C connector. So, uh, you know, there's electronics there, but it's sort of unnecessary. But there you go. Mm. I, I'm, I have no intention of picking one up. It's not, There should be an official one, but... And this, you know, whole thing could have been preemptively solved by putting the charging port in a more reasonable place like the top yeah basically but you know hindsight yeah there's a surprising amount of space inside a switch you know it's Mm. quite odd you expect there's a surprising amount of space inside most things the human appendix is completely useless mine certainly was yeah um but like you, you open up a macbook pro and then you very carefully close the macbook <laughs> pro because you're aware that that is not meant to be touched by human hands and if it is not yours uh <laughs> whereas you open up a switch and it's like all oh, right this is quite roomy and reasonable and i see what everything is and does and i can pull that bit out cool yeah and that sort of thing it's a much nicer experience inside okay that was a weird thing for me to go off on but it, it just is and now you can get an official charging dock for your switch so there i would still like to see a smaller dock for the television. Yeah, if they take this thing and just put a fucking HDMI adapter inside. Basically, yeah. 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 I mean, in fact, I wonder how long it'll be till people mod this thing. Well, there's already kits you can buy uh, that allow you to sort of take out the innards of your existing switch dock and put it into this new little tiny box. Well, there we go. But you've got to dismantle your own switch dock to do that. And I didn't fancy doing that. Mm. Um, is this the last bit of Nintendo news or no, no, it's not not at all. Okay. Well, right. Yeah. No, there's all sorts of Nintendo news. The Tyco drum controller. What the fuck? Why does it have bottles on it? I don't know. To weigh it down. Oh yeah, of course. 
which I, I was like, what? And then I scrolled down, looked at the comments, and everyone's like, oh, it comes with a bottle holder. Now it's to hold it down. But, because basically, I've played the arcade version of this game, right? <laughs> and the drum is about, I would say, about two and a half feet wide. It's enormous. when Because you sit down at it, and it's one of those like huge drums. Right. Um, so basically, it's a rhythm game, and you hit different parts of the drum in in sequence to the music. Um, so this is like a smaller version of it, because obviously you couldn't have the actual enormous size one, which comes with the arcade cabinet. Um, so yeah, looks fun. I'm sure the Dark Souls people are keeping their eyes on this. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> and uh, Nintendo collectors, there's another one for you. Good luck. Yep. You're spending about a grand this month, lads. <laughs> hope, you're, hope you're ready. And it's will for it, the Switch. Will it come with those bottles? Because I want those specific bottles that are in the promo. I want bottles that are going to fit perfectly. They I'll tell you what, look. if the Xbox One X came with a cup holder, I'd buy one in a heartbeat. <laughs> it uh, looks quite nice. I kind of like it. And I wish we had cute, these it? things. It really is cute. I like how old school it kind of looks. It looks very, you know, 70s-ish. I, I don't know about the 70s stuff, but I think if you told me it was a Wii accessory, I'd believe you. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, funny. I must say, I do applaud Nintendo's commitment to ludicrous peripherals. Long yeah, to may weird continue. shit. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, so I assume this also comes with a game that we won't be able to get. Well, I presume it will come with a game that you would need to use to play the drum, so yes. Yeah. Yeah, one would assume. So we'll yeah. not get that I, game. I would be interested in playing. I mean, because when I played it, it was in a very loud arcade, so I couldn't hear the music very well and all the instructions. It was all in Japanese, so I had to sort of just bodge along <laughs> and hope for the best. But what I did manage to play properly was fun. So They say music is the universal language, but yeah. they're wrong. It's English. <sighs> I, wish I, sp- rhythm, so. I, I wish I spoke Japanese, but not enough to put any effort into it whatsoever. Yes, there are a lot of things I really <laughs> wish I could do but not, you know, <laughs> not enough, enough to, to pick up put any effort into it. Yeah. Right. So take a Japanese course. Eh, no. Yeah. What's the, oh, it's one of my favorite quotes. I, I have no idea what the source of this is. So many people are willing to suffer for their art. So few are willing to learn to draw. There you go. Moving on. We're out of that bit now. We're out of little yeah. tiny boxes. And this is news about games. Yeah. I couldn't come up with a better title. It works though. Cause yeah. it's news about Straight games. Oh, this page is playing a video at me. GameSpot. Yeah. At least it was muted. Anyway, if you're looking forward to the Crash Bandicoot remaster and you haven't bought it for your PS4 yet, it's coming early. To the other platforms. To the other platforms, yes. Like the Switch, the Xbox, and the PC on June 29th. And another mascot breaches the Iron Curtain and enters the wide world of multi-platform. There is rumors that this will be mentioned at the Nintendo E3 thing, that Crash Bandicoot will be a playable character in Smash Brothers, as will Spyro the Dragon. That would be interesting. Yeah, and that the Switch version of Spyro the Dragon will be announced at E3 as part of that. Um, probably it will take 30 seconds. They'll go, and there's yeah. going to be a Switch version of this, and we'll go, oh, right. that'll be it. Um, I, I don't know if I want to buy this game again, really. It's very hard. I had absolutely no nostalgia for it because a Nintendo Boy is at, in, at that time. Um, but it did look like a, you know, the news was it's a very faithful remaster. 
it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very frustrating because it's very difficult, or I'm very shit at it. No, I think it is very difficult. There was well, no, there was widespread no. reports of it being infuriatingly hard. Right. This is yes. There was a thing that came out that uh, it turned out that because they updated all of the uh, the uh, the the entire game was uh, completely uh, redesigned uh, from an anime from a what do you call it. 3D models were all redone. And because in the original, that meant that things had, you know, platforms had sharp edges, whereas in the new one, they had rounded edges. It meant the crash was actually more prone to slipping off the edges of things, which in a precision platformer is kind of an issue. So it was, it was actually more difficult, inadvertently more difficult than the original version, uh, which, you know, was annoying considering how faithful they were trying to be. I might still be playing through bloody Donkey Kong by the end of June, so it's a moot point for me. Yeah. But uh, it's it is interesting to see. I love that all these mascots are going multi-platform. It's <laughs> it just bizarre. It just really is. I I never I'll thought. I'll just sit here. And, do you know? I'll what? just sit here and cross my fingers for a Parappa the Rapper reboot. I'm I'm honestly living to see. Well, I'm I'm living to see many things I never thought I'd see as a child, but some of them are good, and those include things like. Uh, the the Marvel superhero movies. I never thought we'd see films where the same people played the character in multiple films and there were lots of this. You know? Never thought that would happen. Yeah. You know, kids out there, you know what we got when we were a kid? We had an Incredible Hulk TV movie where Thor showed up and it was fucking awful. It was was just a big bloke playing E. Green. Yeah. You can't imagine. You just can't imagine. Um, and, yeah, uh, it, you know, I mean, the big one was Sonic on a Nintendo. But that was, yeah. It continues. Mm. Uh, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. Very weird. Uh, okay. Moving on. Speaking of mascot characters, it looks like a Professor Layton game is coming to the Switch. This is exciting news because might the other ones go to a Switch and might the other ones go somewhere else other than Nintendo? Yes, please. I would like. Well, this but, what was interesting about this to me was uh, the Layton games are, you know, they have uh, an animated style, like going back right to the DS uh, mm-hmm. games. They had, uh, you know, 2D animated hand-drawn uh, cutscenes and things like that. And then the art style is very sort of, um, you know, sort of watercolory type thing. The thing I'm wondering is those original games, the the original sort of DS uh, latent games, mm. would they have been animated at a high enough quality to port them? That's a good question. I don't know the answer. I'd be to. interested to find that. I think the animated sections probably would be because yeah, why you know the the, the cutscenes and the like, but. You know, the actual puzzles and stuff, you know, I imagine they would have probably been designed specifically for the, the, the you know, the DS screen. Mm. So if they were to remaster those, I suspect they would actually have to do remastering work, not just, you know. Yeah, they would have or, to overhaul it entirely. Yeah. Whereas the 3DS ones, maybe they foresaw this coming and, you know, did everything at a higher quality level originally. Mm. But quite possibly. I mean, it's going to be the latest one, Catriel and the Millionaire's, Millionaire's Conspiracy, uh, which mm-hmm. is came out in time for last Christmas. Uh, so it's not even that old a game, to be perfectly right. honest. No. It, it's, yeah. you know, not even a year old. 
They could um, have been planning this back when they were designing the game originally. Yeah. Absolutely. The the Switch had been on the market for eight or nine months or something by the time this game was released, so they, they knew it was, was going to be a thing. I mean, th- this is... Are these first-party games? All I know is that this girl, there's something very off that has been unsettling me about this image of this girl, Katri L. Katri L. And I realize it's that her pupils are white and she's staring right fucking at me. She's watching you. Mm. I'm just going to the Wikipedia page for Professor Layton. Well, because I think, I think, um, I can't remember who develops it. It's not Nintendo. It's a company Develop- called Level 5, I it think is, it is. And they're published yeah. by Nintendo. There so, you go. Yeah, so these are these are technically first party games. Uh I'm assuming Nintendo own level five or something. Oh, they do the Yokai Watch stuff as well. What's that, Catrio? The Israeli ambassador must be stopped. <laughs> okay. And he's off. There we go. <laughs> we all knew that. Breaking news near that's you. not a yeah, that's not a breaking thing that the Israelis needed to be stopped. Uh but anyway. Oh, I, I think that the Professor Layton games are a near perennial sort of DS, 3DS thing, aren't they? There's, that's why yeah, there's I mean, loads there are of, a lot of them. Yeah, so it would kind of be reasonable at this point to expect the next <laughs> one to be on the Switch. Yeah. Oh, Splashproof Power name. Another band name right there. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just coming over, like the Fire Emblem games, like the Pokemon games, like everything. This is... And these will be huge. Oh, this sells more switches to yeah. Oh, this yeah. Because I I think the Professor Layton games they're fairly not casual games, but I I think they appeal more to people who think they don't play games. Yeah, this is. I mean, they're definitely aimed at. I mean, obviously everyone can play them. I mean, but they're, they're sort of the family games, so you know, mum and dad can sit with a yeah. kid and play them together, or they're more aimed at in people who prefer like you say sort of older people who maybe wouldn't want an action game but sort of a a gentle puzzle game is uh, yeah. right up their street so um if yeah I, it's sort I of were, a family game if i were buying my mo- play. if i were buying my mum a 3ds i would get her this yeah, game, that's a game to go I'll with give her. yeah yeah rather than star fox 64 3d which i don't think would be up her alley um so this is inevitable. It's interesting that that they're starting it with a previously released game, but well, I wonder if it's because that game was also on for iPhone and Android, so it's going to have a higher was it resolution. Really? Than That's, it was. It yes, was. Yeah, it was on the iPhone because it came out on iPhone first. You did a yeah. We had a st- we actually covered that last yeah, we year. We did cover it. Yeah, yeah because you it was were, like you were fifteen ninety nine on an iPhone, <laughs> and I was like, oh hell no, I'm not paying. 16 quid for something on my iphone but then yeah then they later on brought it out for 3ds and now it's on the switch right and wasn't there a dlc thing about this game as well yes it, had, it had expensive dlc but it was just cosmetic stuff and yeah, uh, yeah i think people were upset oh. by how much yeah. money people were asking them to pay so i'm assuming as this is the air quote dx version that's coming to the switch it will include everything that was included yeah, in our DLC. So. That's yeah. generally what yeah. that means, isn't it? So, well, and if they made it for iPhone, then I would assume that means they made a 1080p version of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. to scale to different, yeah, to display sizes, yeah. So that will be <laughs> fine then. That will actually be minimal work. So I would imagine that that's why this one is going on to the Switch, and if it sells great guns, then they might consider maybe putting some of the older ones, you know, 
having a re overhaul of maybe um the ones that came out for 3ds so like the sort of the last two that came out maybe they will consider overhauling those if this one sells well but i think it'll mm. just be a case of wait and see yeah well i wish them luck with that i oh now they're doing that to me again what which which version do i get what, what, i was just thinking that uh, yeah yeah i was gonna say it would be nice to actually play them on a big telly i would say because some of the i mean because uh, again it's all elderly eyes talking some of those puzzles i'm like peering at them like a bloody old nana so it'd be nice to see on a bigger screen I, my eyes still work though so i, I don't know yeah I'd... mine are a bit shitty so i knew it was getting bad when i had to embiggen the icons on my laptop there you go have you been for an eye test I have, yes. They're okay. just shit. Right, okay. <laughs> Did they not offer you any glasses or anything? Or... I, wear, I wear glasses all the time. You've seen me oh, yeah. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> I've been wearing glasses since I was 14. That is that is very true. You wear glasses. Why did I, I not? Do. Why did I not register that? <laughs> oh, dear. It's like there's a there's an, a cold open on on the the American office where they're making a birthday card for Stanley and Pam's drawing it and then she asks him what he thinks and it's like that's great but why have you given him a mustache like because he has a mustache no he doesn't and then the office breaks into two factions of no one can really remember anymore and it's weird <laughs> Stanley does have a mustache in case you were wondering. you've spoiled that for me now sorry say, he's still watching it so spoilers yeah. Mm-hmm. Shenmue 3 is delayed I'm oh let me just gaze into my crystal ball lads hang on a minute it's, the picture's coming clear this game's never coming out do you reckon yeah I reckon I'm going to be an old ass lady before this uh, game well you're holding shelves. that because you just I don't, don't want to play have it. to replay the, you know play the first two <laughs> well, play, I don't, I mean, they're released. not on Xbox yet I think I'm still you know got a reprieve <laughs> for that so I just I want to know more about how games are made because it, I, I find it amazing that they can be thinking they're on target for a release date and then at one point go, no, we need another year. Well, and, considering uh, that it looked pretty bad when we, because I mean, again, something we covered in the early days of this podcast, the pictures from <laughs> Shenmue 3 do not inspire confidence. No. So I feel like they, yeah, they need another year at it because it looks like poo poo now. Like, if if I try to build anything particularly complicated on a website, then part of the time taken in doing it isn't just the assembly of everything. It's learning about the assembly of everything. And I sort of assume that if you're a game studio, you've got the how-to down. You, you know how to make a game. It is just a question of deciding what you want that game to be like and then getting all the pieces and assembling them. And so am I wrong? Are people learning how to make games while making this game? Is that a thing? I think that, unfortunately, with with, with these games that... I mean, cause we talked about, you know, Duke Nukem being the prime example of this, that games that have been in development hell for ever so long like this, they get caught up in trying to catch up with the new next thing. And by the time they finally get to that thing, what the thing is has now moved on. Hmm. So they're in constant, constant catch-up. Creature face. Uh, creature yeah. face? Yeah, creature... Are you trying to say feature no. creep? Thank you. <laughs> Fuck. That actually gave me a headache. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Have a lie I'll down. be back in a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's yes, that's I think not that feature creep, but 
feature creep is when you keep adding features to something yeah. and eventually yeah, just, realize it, it's it could huge. be that they could be making Shenmue. i mean because when she, the first two Shenmue's came out the way that the games worked were extremely advanced compared to how other games in their generation worked right so they're probably sitting in reading offices going well, what's the big innovation that Shenmue 3 is going to be that's going to turn the rpg world on its head because we've already done literally like real time a bloke who has to have a job and you have to go to the job and do the job and then you can go and do the adventure. So what's, you know, GTA and Fallout and all mm. these sort of games that have come out and surpassed them in every way. So they're sitting sweating going, what does Shenmue 3 do that's going to blow people away? And I think that a lot of that, along with the fact that it looks like a game, it looks like Shenmue 1 and 2 at the moment. Yeah. And they were 14 years ago, whatever it was, and not in a good way. So, yeah, I think that they're probably stuck between, you know, in this horrible place, like I say, like Duke Nukem was as well. That makes perfect yeah. sense to me. Really it's does. entirely conjecture on my part, but um, I, I just think that the fact that they've said we need a year, I really feel like maybe it's a thing of like we had a we had a whole bunch of people in, but they've all been fired or quit and moved on and all this sort of thing. And now they've got a whole bunch of new people who are saying this looks terrible and we need to fix it. And they're sort of essentially starting over again. This is why I don't get excited about stuff. And not that Shenmue 3 was going to be something I was going to get excited about. It's just something I'm going to use to illustrate the point of you get excited about a release date for something and they add on it a year. <laughs> yeah, and this right. article ends with the words honestly we'll be surprised if it doesn't get pushed back to 2020 yeah same so if you're much. excited for Shenmue 3 if you're chomping at the bit you've got your pre-order in at Amazon already this just is play just, Yakuza yeah this is just Soul just replay one and two i mean it's going to take you that long to get through them but um <laughs> it i just i mean that's the thing with game release dates i think just as a general thing when they say it's coming out x or y date i always kind of mentally add three months because yeah. it's like it's inevitable that all these games go back three months four months six months yeah shit I mean, happens time yeah essentially you have to i mean because i mean we didn't put it on the agenda because it was it's literally just a thing that you know metro exodus has been pushed back to 2019 now yeah and it i mean i think part of that is to do with the fact it doesn't want to come out at the same time as red dead 2 um, yeah yeah yeah, but I mean, it is. I think it is a case that you you kind of almost. I've sort of started mentally building in the it's going back three months time. Yeah, especially in a year where Rockstar are going to be releasing a a big game. That is sort of it's it's funny because we haven't yeah, had that for quite some while for quite some yeah. time. But that is something of a tradition. And Rockstar releases a, announces they're releasing a game, and uh, this year all of a sudden all the announced games of that you know same time. They move, you know, if it's at the best you can hope for is that they move six months later rather than trying to launch a month or two earlier. If the game no, tries think, to yeah. launch earlier, you're in trouble. I think as well with the AAA market at the moment, I think that games have cut, that are coming out after the whole loot, uh, loot box hoo-ha, I think there's probably a lot of thing of like, oh, this is great, we'll put them all in. And then there was this huge backlash, like, fuck, take them all out! So I think there's probably yeah. a, a bit of scrambling to catch up with kind of the, the feeling in the community as well, because these games that are very loot box heavy are start, have, have endured a significant backlash, which I think they just don't want to deal with. So I think that there's probably a bit of, yeah, we could do with another three months, take strip all that shit out, 
so we don't get killed. And uh, yeah, I mean, because another three months isn't going to hurt your bottom line. I mean, if it if in the financial year that it's coming out, if it as long as it comes out in that bracket that you could yeah. hit your profit margins, then who cares? You know, three months three months from now is as good as now, essentially. Okay. Creature creep. I can't fucking do it. Feature creep. I can't say abominable. Feature creep. Abominable? Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? I don't know. It's just <sighs> one of those things. There's there's a short circuit somewhere. Oh, man. Anyway, in other news, I'm not getting Wolfenstein 2 for my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> is this a catastrophic problem? Yes, for this is Switch a catastrophic owners, problem for this Switch owner in particular. Uh, we have been told that the Switch release of Wolfenstein 2 is a 23 gigabyte download. Oh, hang on. Requires 23 gigabytes of free space if you find hang and download on. it. I've I've misread the article, gotten really angry about something that I thought was happening, and now I'm reading it back. I'm wrong. Just go with it, Rich. Just go with it. Yeah, just go with it. Go with it. But I'm wrong. This is this what is the twenty tens. Do not revise your do not revise your opinion. Based never on apologize, new never explain. Fucking just go with it. Right. What this says is basically that the game is twenty three gigabytes in size. So if you buy it buy it digitally, you need to download twenty three gigabytes. And because for some reason, buying a micro SD card is apparently akin to like kidnapping children or something. People have a problem with this because the Switch only has 32 gigabytes of onboard storage. A, a, Which is a problem. <laughs> a, a 128 gigabyte micro SD card is $29.99. For fuck's True. sake, shut the fuck up. All of you. I don't want to hear about how much storage <laughs> the Switch has got. Just I, fucking get a micro SD card and stop being a whiny, crying little bitch. You know what? You are bang on because my phone has a 128 gig SD card in it. And the reason I bought that SD card, the only thing that is on that SD card, radio for radio shows. I got a lot of them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. It's not an issue. Just Out of interest, I had, look, had, I had to look to see how uh, big the file is for my copy of uh, Wolfenstein 2. Uh, 53.8 gig, excluding DLC. Uh, with DLC, it's something like 64 gig. Yeah. There you go. So I'm guessing you know, part, of that is, part of that is, you know, they don't have to include as high-res textures or, you know... Uh, That's you know, it. There might be... Everything. That, that and also... They will have, you know, figured out ways to uh, optimize it. Yeah. Equally, this is where I recommend if you have an Xbox, um, I have a three terabyte external hard drive, which is really handy for where these because these games are big. I'm not going to lie. I mean, because when mm. I bought the, I, uh, my Xbox One, it had 500 gig space. I mean, and with games with gold and all this sort of thing, the amount it, you will be surprised at how quickly that gets full so uh three terabyte hard drive costs under 50 quid uh buy one and you know no problem i mean because i've had that thing oh nearly about three and a half years now i'm i'm only filled up two-thirds of it so do that yeah yeah get the get the storage now what this also tells us is that this will fit on a 32 gigabyte cartridge so if there's a download required when you buy the cartridge it's because they're being arseholes about it. So I think I'm getting the PS4 version. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I would. 
that's that's what's going to happen here. I would have loved to have played it on the Switch. Really, I would. But I don't want to play the game of you need this download with your cartridge to play the game. And I think that's what's good because we've seen box art and it has that warning of you, you really need to download stuff to play the game, uh, which yeah. is bullshit. Um, also, so. I mean, it, with with a game like that, you want to play it on. I mean, not to disrespect the Switch, but you want to play it on a big screen, because you know there there are environments where I'm not. So no spoilers. It's quite dark. So yeah. the bigger screen you have, the better off you will be with that with that game. Yeah, when you go into the comments of this article, there are people saying that you know I hear they're using an eight gigabyte cartridge for this game and that sort of thing. It's yeah. Because obviously bigger cartridges cost more money to produce, but mm-hmm. I'd actually rather pay that price. I really would. I'd rather, if it cost another fiver, but I got the whole game, fair enough. Considering how cheap flash memory is, well, actually, now that I say that, <laughs> flash memory has been going through a bit of a price hike recently. I thought it was actually pretty cheap at the moment. I'm not sure where it is. It's up, it's down, it's all around. I'm just searching. Yeah, my, I was right. Twenty nine ninety nine for a one hundred and twenty eight gig micro SD card on Amazon. So just get one of those for your Switch and shut up. But also put games on cartridges. That's it. In other handheld news, Stardew Valley is coming out on the PS Vita. This is super weird, especially considering the literally the next article. Yeah. Uh, uh... <laughs> this is weird. Yeah, I, 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 I did like seeing this come up one come up after the other so they they're going to release stardew valley on the vita on the may the 22nd of may uh because while sony stopped supporting the console three years ago nobody else did so there have still been games coming out for it for the last three years limited run games have a ps vita thing oh. that they do uh so, you know, that's that's at least a couple of games a month that have been coming out for the Vita in, in, in uh, cartridge form or whatever they use. I assume they're little memory stick things. I don't know. The uh, There's a uh, there's a website that I think it's called the Museum of Obsolete Media. And one of the things you realize when you look at it is Sony are just the worst for whenever they bring out a new device. Instead of adopting, you know, the common storage media that, you know, everybody else is using, they will come out with their own independent storage media for that device. Often that will be incompatible with other Sony devices that, you know, are serving the same needs. And it's just a graveyard. The amount of failed storage media or obsolete ones from Sony is ridiculous. I feel the need to look at this as we're talking because it sounds actually pretty interesting. Sony, failed. but that said, they do also, you know, the shotgun approach that they've taken, you know, really has worked out because they have also been involved with, you know, many of the big ones that have survived were also theirs. Yeah, Blu-ray was them, wasn't it? Yeah, Blu-ray was them. I had a memory stick because I had a Sony camera. I needed a memory stick for because SD cards were too cheaply available everywhere. Uh, it was so they could charge more money for them. Oh yeah, absolutely. That that was basically it. You know, it was uh, you know it was the same thing that we had with mobile phones, where you know every phone had a different kind of charger, and it was just a fucking USB 
you know, or a 12 volt power lead that they just designed their own unique end on so that you had to buy their one. It was the same with Sony. Absolutely. That it's a- obsoletemedia.org. A track audio compression. That was shit. Yes. It DRM'd ah. your own stuff. Yeah. So that you couldn't do anything with it. Like, but it's mine. Uh, you know. <laughs> what? What? You can't do that. And it was just awful. God, it is a graveyard. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the Vita. Stardew Valley is coming out, but. <laughs> but. But, but, but. <laughs> Sony ends production of physical Vita games. Date I have r- not seen a, video, a physical Vita game on a shelf in years. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they actually existed, question mark. Yes. I mean, yes. Absolutely. They did. Again, limited run games still sell them. It's yeah, I know. A, I've just seen a tweet saying they've got over 30. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. I think CEX have a Vita section, don't they? They have a shelf in the Keithy one of Vita Yeah, games. but I think the old one, I had to bend down to look at it, so I was like, I'm doing it. Oh, yeah, it's not a big shelf. It's it's really only a little shelf, to be honest. Um, But do you know what? If you've got a Vita and you want to play Stardew Valley, it's, it's going to be a good place to do it, I would imagine, because I, I think I... I'm, I don't know why I'm ashamed to say this, but I put in over 100 hours in Stardew Valley, mm. and that was only possible because of the Switch. If I tried to take up 100 hours of the television playing Stardew Valley, that would not have that would not have happened because uh, it's not that watchable a game, to be honest. Uh, but on the Switch, you can just pick it up, put it down, and you're doing it while you're doing other things. A Vita is just as good at that. So. See. You know what I've been realizing as we've um, as we've been talking about this, I have no fucking clue what a P- what a PS Vita game looks like. I mm. genuinely I didn't know if it was a disc or a cartridge, and it's a little SD card size thing from the looks of it. Yeah, it's basically an SD card. Yeah, but differently shaped enough to not be an SD card. Yeah, uh, because we all remember the you know the PS uh, whatever it was the you know. The fucking UMD. PSP? Yeah, the PSP, PSP had the PSP, UMD. that's the one, yes. Yeah, they've oh, done UMD, some... UMD, that died of death. Bad, bad things. Um, but I, I would pick this up for my PS Vita if I was still playing mine. Or if I ever, ever owned one, I suppose. Um, I imagine they're going to keep all the store stuff still up and running. They've not said anything about that. Mm. Well, because... Um... You do still get uh, on a, if you have um, PlayStation Plus. Uh, the monthly games do include still uh, PSV games. I think they have announced the end of that. Really? Yeah. Oh. So you won't be getting any more PS3 to games. I think they didn't. They even announce an end to PS3. Mm, I don't know. Or something like. I think they did. Um, we cover so much; it's impossible to remember it all. Um, so they're going to stop making physical Vita games by the end of this year. Like, So if you want to get one made, you need to order them now. But I'm aware I'm probably only talking to game publishers there. Um, this will happen soon with the 3DS, I would imagine, but not as soon. Which makes me does wonder. Makes me does wonder. Fuck. Uh, which does make me wonder. Uh, the folks at Limited Run Games, uh, do they... I assume that Sony are pretty much the only people producing these cartridges so they must buy all theirs from sony which means if sony are going to stop producing them then that means it's going to be you know 
they're gonna have to you know either choose to give up these things or try to stockpile them well no because they're not they're they're they couldn't even do that because they're they're just you're putting an order into Sony, and they're not sending right. you blank cartridges that you put the games on. You're ordering the games, sending them box art and everything, and they're producing the finished product. Right. So okay. Yeah, limited run games aren't buying boxes of blank Vita cartridges. I assume that that's what they were doing. Yeah. No, that's not how. <laughs> Neither you say it. It's obvious that that's not what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's the same situation for Switch cartridges. Only Nintendo make those. And mm. uh, if they're busy making other things, you will wait. Uh, consequently, that's why you get lots of updates from limited run games and other people that do things like them that are like, yeah, we've put the order in, it will be made when it's made. If only there were some f- sort of, you know, easily available, universal, you know, readily usable discs or cards that everyone could buy. Oh, well. That would ruin the fun. <laughs> it mm. would. I, I, I do think that they should let other people make. And, mm. and, and you know what? If, if, if not during the life of the console... When they've stopped making them, they yeah. should let someone else make them. Yeah, if limited run games find a supplier, you know, find a, someone next year who is willing to manufacture PSV cartridges, you know, second party ones, it would be kind of a dick move if Sony was like, no, yeah, you don't get those. And I think that might well be the situation. I, I don't know. Mm. But it would seem to me because, more likely that say, that's the situation. I find it very hard to believe that these are not, uh, you know, basically reshaped SD cards with proprietary uh, copy protection. They basically are. Yeah. So, mind you, Nintendo haven't ever stopped anyone making cartridges. I they they would have a problem with counterfeit games. They tried but- in the early eighties and nineties. Uh, that was one of the big cases. I can't remember who it was. Uh, basically, bitch slapped them in court. Uh, by you know by basically saying that they have a right to try and make their own you know cartridges, but it was a big loss for Nintendo. So since then they haven't been they've been a bit shy about pushing that one again. Right. The only way that the the only way they get around this uh, nowadays is like I said, copy protection because that's covered by copyright law. So if you if in order to make a game run on the system requires copyright protection and you have to break that copyright protection in order to put the game on the disc and have it run by read by the system right yeah then you're breaking copyright law and therefore you know bad things happen to you absolutely copyright lawyers if they could they would have a special gitmo for anyone who's ever downloaded a you know an episode of the fucking big bang theory of pirate bay copyright lawyers are the fucking worst i hate them (laughs) <laughs> well there's lots of ps vita games to choose from you know fairly recent games as well some of these are on the switch hmm. and there are some uh ps vita exclusives like god of war and stuff like that as well that are apparently worth playing yeah some of these are fairly recent games although a lot of those like the god of war one did get re-released on ps4 or ps3 so yeah there is that but that's just one example so yeah but yeah, you're not going to be able to get new ones. I think maybe other people will just make them. Yeah. Which, which is the... Is it not 8-Bit Do? It's... Uh, they've got another weird name, though. I am 8-Bit. That are doing yeah, the, the Mega yeah. Man cartridges and stuff like that. 
Yeah. They're doing that, but as you said, maybe there was that big case where Nintendo got told to shut the fuck up. Yeah, they did. Hard. Only time will tell what happens. Mm. We shall see. And finally tonight, mm-hmm. news uh, that Nintendo and Sony, and uh, probably other people by this point as well, have updated their warranty policies because they got fucking told to. Because, right, what is this? Um, this is a long-standing thing. Yeah. Uh, basically, whenever you buy something, you have in I think the in the US and the UK you have uh, a thing called the right to repair, which means if your thing breaks, you have the right to try and fix it. And fixing things generally involves taking them apart. Many electronics manufacturers don't like you taking things apart, and so they started putting on stickers that said "warranty void if removed." The thing is, legally speaking, that's bullshit. Basically, uh, yeah. You have always had the right to open up your stuff, and the only way your warranty is void is if you cause further damage by opening it up or by, you know, uh, messing around inside. So this was basically them being told, you know, you, you, you're you going to have to update your warranties to make that clear, and you're not going to be able, you know, you shouldn't be saying, you know, the warranty is void if removed. So they are basically, that is... The gist of it is they're updating their warranties to say warranty void if, um, let me see. Yeah, the Nintendo warranty, this warranty shall not apply if the product has been damaged by products not sold or licensed by Nintendo, including but not limited to adapter software and power supplies. So I think we're, I doubt we're going to see the stickers disappear. Well, haven't they got to? I don't know. I think that's what this is saying, that basically they've been given a letter by the FTC that has said, uh, fucking remove the stickers. Maybe. But the irritating thing about that is, if the stickers go, we may see them taking a more Apple approach to things. Yes. Which is is to make it impossible to take the fucking thing apart in the first place. Yeah. Try taking an iPad apart. It, It involves melting glue. Yeah. Apple, you know, they are... The king dicks of uh, screwing people out of this. You know, the last big thing was that they updated. Uh, they made it so that if you unplugged the fingerprint sensor that uh, unplugged it back in, that voided that. That would basically brick your iPad oh, or that, your iPhone. That, that was a bug. They fixed that. that was it though? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. On was purpose. it though? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <sighs> Shush now. So the, you'll be able to open up your things now in America. Yeah. Without having to go through this annoying stickers. There you go. And that's, I like taking things apart. I do as well. I enjoy it a lot. I have special tools and everything. <laughs> so that's all the news this week. Gosh, there was a lot of that. Mm. But I feel purged now. It's good. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should take a break or something. But we just have one more bit of show to do. Yeah. What what have we all been playing? Who would wants to go first? I'll go last. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll, I mean, I've, I've only played this week. Um, I finished off Red Dead Redemption. And, uh, yeah, that was a game that just kind of stopped, wasn't it? <laughs> I love that ending. Um, I would have loved it if that was the end. That's true. It did, yeah. Um, did not feel the need for going on a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, having to do the tidy uppy bits as this whiny piss baby kind of, you know, kid with you can't grow a 
beard and oh, <laughs> I just can't be bothered with him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just kind of thinking of like I'll finish it now. Do I want to go and do all the tidying up? Because I'm just like you're not him. Exactly. <laughs> I hated that about it as well. Yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of in that place of like it's in my Xbox and I haven't fully divorced myself from it yet. I probably will go back in and and do some tidying up and sort of get the last few achievements and then put it away and then go okay, fine. Um in a way it kind of it kind of it, it makes me want to play Red Dead Redemption 2 less <laughs> in an odd way. Um because I felt like okay, that story's done. I have kind of no desire to see any more of the story. Um Yeah, this is yeah, that is one of the big worries about Red Dead Redemption 2 is how they're, you know, the, the fact that it's a prequel. Yeah. So I'm kind of in kind of in a strange place that a game I bought with the intention of, I want to see what this is all about because I really fancy this game that's coming out as maybe you want to play the game that's coming out less. <laughs> that is weird. Strangely. Yeah. So that's the weird place I find myself at the moment in that I can, uh, you know, it's sort of, I've, I feel like I'm blaspheming a bit like I did last week. I greatly admire its achievement. I think that there's lots to like about it. But like I say, I just, I like it. I don't love it. You're allowed and to I do think, that. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's just it. You know, it's a bit, a bit like the sort of the the thing you find with like films that win Oscars. And, you know, it's one of those things of like Schindler's List is a marvellous film. And yes, it is. But I don't want to watch it. I watched it once and that was plenty. Yeah, once I, was I, enough. <laughs> yeah, that was fine. So it's just kind of a thing of like, I admire its technical achievement. I admire what it's doing. I enjoyed it while I played it, but I've got a thing feeling of once I've, I've finished the couple of achievements I want to pl- do get, and put it away, it will just be like, okay, I fine. That was gr- a thing that happened. I greatly encourage you to play Undead Nightmare. I have she played has? Undead Nightmare. I streamed it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Right. Okay. Yeah, drop the mm. ball there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a thing of like, oh, this is, you know, it's a bit of a bit of kind of, uh, you know, left hand turn fun. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's enjoyable because it takes the mechanic and does something completely different with it. Can I just ask uh, quickly, what is left hand turn fun? Well, I mean, the thing you take, you take your base mechanic and then you go, you take sort of a left hand path and go, we're going to do something completely different with it. I mean, at the time, this was when it came out, this was before zombies were so incompletely played out before every bugger had a zombie spinoff. So, yeah, it was a thing of like, here's this, here's this environment and we're going to do something completely nuts with it. I mean, and we're going to put zombies in a environment that, they hardly ever. I don't think they've ever appeared in a, you know, in a in a pure western. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. It sort of it, it completely sort of it was completely unexpected that we'd taken all this stuff and just completely turned it on its head. A bit like they, you know, a bit like I suppose with Far Cry Blood Dragon. That yeah. you know we've got this concept and we're going to do something completely nuts with it. This kind of retro futuristic eighties um, yeah. thing. So yeah, okay. it's it's. Um, yeah, I, I, I greatly admire it. Again, I completely admire its ambition. I had fun playing it, but it's like, yeah, okay, that that's a thing. And now it just go on the shelf. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I'm sorry, I feel bad saying that because I know no, how much no, people no. love Red, how many people mm. love it, but I just, it, you know, it's one of those things of I just, it's like, oh, it's like I'm trying to think of an analogy, like bourbon biscuits. If there's no other biscuits, get fine. I have a bourbon, but, you know, I've literally much, almost I any other biscuit, I would have cream. it. 
Oh, any, any day of the week, twice on Sundays, I'd have a custard cream over a bourbon. Yeah. But if there's nothing else, I'll have one. And you that's see, kind of how I feel about that red I think I think of bourbon biscuits, there are, are uh, Oreos. It's like they're not very good, but they're sort of iconic. Yeah, I would kind of put with the, the pink wafer, I would kind of put on that yeah. level as well. I do like yeah. them, but again, I, you know, it's you couldn't eat too many of them, otherwise I think you'd become quite unwell. But um, Psychologically, yes. Party ring. I put it on the thing of the party ring. Who wants a party ring over anything else? Quite like a party ring. Yeah, I listen like You wouldn't have rings. it over a custard cream or a, or a no, jelly. I, no, no, I would, no. Paisley likes custard no. creams. You know what Everyone I got? Everyone likes custard creams. They're the, yeah. the best biscuit. Fight me. I got some of the uh, – what what shop? I think it was Tesco's did uh, started doing custard cream spread. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw it yeah. in the shop and I almost bought it, but I didn't. I, I got a jar of it and I – had to not i had to stop eating it because i knew that if i took one more bite this would be the only thing i ever ate again yeah there's that is it bis- mm-hmm. i want to call it, it biscotti genuine- and it's it's like it, it's 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 ground up biscuit in a jar yeah. and it's ground up to paste levels yeah uh, and so you- it's spreadable I, I spread it on other biscuits. It's like biscuit pate. <laughs> Biscuitception. Yeah. Um, it is. It's like biscuit pate. And and again, that was like, but why would other food need to exist now? Yeah. Uh, because I'll die I mean, if I if just eat ever, this. If you've ever still. taken a bourbon biscuit and dipped it in custard, I mean, that takes things to a whole new level. I would say it sort of reminds me of when me and Chuck discovered that Sainsbury's basic custard creams are essentially exactly the same as the brand oh, ones. Yeah, and yeah. at the time, those cost 20p. So literally, we would just go and smash in several packets of yeah. uh, Sainsbury's basic custard creams in lieu of other food. Yeah, it, it is. It yeah. can be destructive. Destructive, <laughs> How good those things yeah. Are. yeah. Yeah. Should I talk about what I've been playing then? Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this biscuit analogy is getting away from me. Okay. Really we, had a, we had a worrying me getting skinned alive number of Switch games arriving in the house this week. And oh, dear. Um, I received my shipment from special uh, super rare games, which is the Flame in the Flood. Um, I've only had a cursory look at it yet, but it looks very nice. Um, and it's a great little package as well, like it always is. And that sort of thing. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is still taking up a lot of time and upsetting me. It's <laughs> it's so very, very hard. Um, but it's brilliant. Uh the the sense of achievement with just getting through a damn level is is quite rewarding in itself. Uh and keeps me going with it. I'm still going past all these clear bonus levels that I know I'm never gonna play. Because I'm not <laughs> gonna get all of the puzzle pieces or whatever the fuck it is I have to do. It's just not going to happen. Uh, so we'll see oh, how much I continue back. with it. What? We need We need to go back. <laughs> Battlefield 5 officially announced. <laughs> Live reveal set for May 23rd. Edit that in. Are you making no, this up? Back, you... back for the twi- no, it's true. I saw it earlier. Oh, right. I was trying to say anything. Um... You know, if I was going to make something up, it wouldn't be Battlefield <laughs> That's oh no, he'd true. say Smash Brothers trailer <laughs> or something, wouldn't he? Yeah. He'd try and get you with that again. Uh, we'll talk <sighs> about Battlefield 5 next week. Yeah. Yeah, right. wait for yeah. the 23rd. Yeah. Uh, so I, a lot of time into uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. That in itself has inspired me to go up and pick up Rayman Legends again and work my way through. Uh, 
because I fear nothing in platforming now. That's <laughs> basically the attitude it's given me. You don't even have lives in Rayman Legends. So that's the, the stress is just off the table. And it's it's wonderful. I'm just like going back in and finishing that. I got to the end of the story and found out there's like one more whole set of levels you can't do until you free more of the little blue things than I have. So I've been doing the time trials, which are brilliant. Uh, you just sit there doing it over and over until you get it right. But they're, they're lots of fun. Um, uh, but the, the big one this week has been SteamWorld Dig 2 oh. on the Switch because that got a physical release. It came out a few months ago. I'm not sure when exactly uh, as a digital game, but they don't, they've done a physical release. Uh, and so I thought I'd pick it up. It's pretty good. Uh, you're basically this little robot dude who's looking for your mate who's gone missing. I think that might be a type that's related to the first game, but I don't know because I didn't play the first game. Hmm. Um, I think the character that you're looking for might be the main character from the first game. I, again, I don't know, and I haven't looked it up. Uh, so you're looking for this person, and that involves going mining. And so basically you're digging out mines, and there are creatures in the mines and gems to be mined and traded in and for money and then that money helps you upgrade stuff so you can mine more and stuff like that all the time you're looking for your mate not in a kind of digging is he there now i'll dig here then kind of way but an adventure unfolds and there are yeah you know genuinely if if you're trying to find a friend and your first thought is i better go grab a shovel and start digging yeah that's not good um, yeah, someone to call the police for that. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, it's a mine, and it's a very massive. You, you think it just starts out as a little thing, but then you suddenly realise that that starting point is actually just the edge of a map that is going to become enormous. Um, there's there's a lot to it, and it's a lot of fun to play. Uh, yet at the same time, it's still remarkably simple. So it's 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 a nice game. I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, it sounds like a nice time sink. It is. It is. In the same kind of way Stardew Valley kind of is. Yeah. I I would kind of liken it to to anyone who's played Stardew Valley, the mining sections of that. It's not too dissimilar. Obviously it looks completely different, but in terms of the gameplay, it's not a million miles away. Like if you just took the mining section out of Stardew Valley and beefed it up to be its own game. Uh, that's kind of what this is hmm. a little bit. Oh, I'm being too vague for like a game thing, but maybe I'll write a big review on it and I'll be more coherent and something, but it's, it's, it's nice. I'm enjoying it a lot. And it, I think it was only a cheap one, uh, as far as games go, cause it's an indie. So happy to support them and get their game and that sort of thing. It's, it's nice. Cute. Is that everything professor Layton still? Cause lots of puzzles mm-hmm. i think that's yeah i think that's been it oh no slice by secret agent what slice by secret agent okay no idea <laughs> nah. 20 20 some odd years ago actually closer to 30 years ago <laughs> i was on holiday with my family and it, and we were traveling by coach in france i believe it was and on the last day the way the the holiday company had worked things was that we were all taken by coach to from our in our 
resorts we'd been staying at, we were taken to a sort of central resort where we would then be put on coaches and brought home to England. Uh, while we were there, sort of killing time in an afternoon, there was an arcade machine there called Slice by Secret Agent. And it was sort of a very arcade-style game uh, based around... Clearly, it, they'd wanted it to be a James Bond game, but it wasn't a James Bond game. But it, it looked like it should be that sort of thing. And I, I got to play this game in this arcade and, and had fun. And we left and came home. And then this game was released for the Amstrad, and I wanted it. But the thing is, even though my dad ordered it, it never ever came. And in fact, I learned now that it never really came because it never actually got released, really. There was like a minimum tiny release of it ever coming out. And so I never got to play that game again, ever. I just saw it in that arcade that one day. And that memory just stuck with me because of how it was ordered. And then it was never coming and no one knew why because no internet. And then it came out on the Switch last week. (laughs) Don't know what to tell you. Suddenly, there it is, sliced by secret agent. So I bought it immediately. I, of course. I, I even okay. did. The, I even did right. the, okay. the the pre-order by ahead of time. Download it, and then when it's six a.m. on the morning of the day it's out, it will work. And I even did that. I was so excited, and I got I will, to play. It. I will admit that until I searched for Switch, I thought <clears> you. Were, <throat> I thought the name of it was sliced by a secret agent. I did not get that it was Am I Sly, Sly Spy, spy. Secret Agent. Sly Neither spy one by a sense. secret agent. I did uh, yeah. You're one of those people that hears Yanni, aren't you? I uh Well have you not you two not aware of the greatest viral thing of like I there's did, a robot voice and whether it says Lan, uh, Yanni or Laurel. I I think I heard Yanni. I, I yeah I think I, I um I haven't Team seen Laurel this. for life. I haven't, I yes, haven't seen this. I, I, I definitely heard Yanni. But the important thing is, I didn't cur. <laughs> that is the important thing. <laughs> that is the important thing these days. I did not cur. So, Sliced by, Slice by a Secret Agent is available on the Nintendo Switch now. It's seven ninety nine. Um, I have this to say about it. It's a very faithful recreation of an arcade game from the early 90s. And it's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, it used to be love, but it's over now. Yeah, it's over now. <laughs> it's it's as a game, it's fucking awful. You are you are playing a game that is so clearly designed to get another fifty p out of you. Uh, th- there are bits where just suddenly. Here's a thousand bad guys that no one of any level of play skill could ever get past. Put in another 50p, thank you. Um, And it does this all the way throughout. I honestly don't think as an arcade machine you could get through a single level without spending far too much money. Uh, And it's not because it's hard, it's because it is blatantly unfair. It's just, it's a rigged gambling machine that I don't have to put (laughs) coins in. So... I I don't think I'll get much longevity out of it. Um, But I I just wanted to tell the story that really about 30 years on, I suddenly got to play this random little arcade machine that I had to go on once in France. 
uh, and it turned out to actually just be shit. I think a lot of things in life are shit, but people think they're good because they experience them in France. And it's like, wow, this is better than France. I was on holiday. I was in a good mood, although we were coming home, but hey, it was uh, it was a good trip, I think. And so, yeah, I was so pleased. I never got to play it on the Amstrad. I, I found out it actually did get a wider release as a budget title on the Amstrad, but I don't remember ever seeing it. So. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of hilarious. I brought up the, uh, the game's Giant Bomb page. And uh, it says platforms, Amiga, Amstrad, CPC, Atari ST, Commodore 64, ZX Spectrum, Arcade, Nintendo Switch. <laughs> One of these things of these is things not, is like, not the like the other. <laughs> <laughs> I often think that when I'm scrolling through Netflix and you see war films and they put Captain America next to Downfall and you're like, mm, I understand your point, but no. No. <laughs> uh, you can't times. even do that, but one's not a real war. Oh, no, there was, a, yeah, it was a real war, but but still, superhero. I'm going to say, shout out to me and Mike. I don't think we could have sung that in unison if we tried to, but we oh. somehow managed it on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> well done, guys. Hey, considering even lag, that was impressive. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> So that's me for this week. What what? How's The Witcher Three going? <laughs> yeah, uh, I've I uh, I put in another forty hours. Uh, I'm up to ninety oh. hours now. <laughs> yeah, um, and every single mission has been awesomely fun. I think I'm maybe about halfway through the game. <laughs> Maybe just. Uh, just I'm going to buy half. shares in adult nappies because soon yeah. he's not leaving the chair. Uh, and the thing is, uh, more so this week than last week. Uh, you remember how I said I wasn't going to get into Gwent? The yeah, you in-game. got into Gwent, didn't you? I got into Gwent. It, oh it, no, he's irredeemable. He's lost to us. Gets it. Gets its hooks into you. Uh, uh, you sort of you get you come to understand it a little bit, and then you sort of realize, okay, so I can do. That. And then the next thing, you are revisiting old areas of the game, which you have no reason or excuse to be in anymore. You have far outleveled, uh, you know, anything in that area. You have cleared out all the quests, but you're looking for that merchant who you bumped into once, who you could challenge to a game of Gwent because you want his unique card. Uh, so there's been a lot of that. Um, yeah, I continue to gush over just how fucking good this game is. Um, every mission is like, I've yet to encounter any filler. I'm amazed. And even though I, I, I'm doing loads of submissions, there's still so much of the world uh, in all the areas that I have not. It's still covered in question marks for areas I have not yet uh, visited and uncovered. Uh um, so, I can never play this game. This is yeah, this, this is the, no, I can't. This, this is will wreck you. Dangerous. Um, this will ruin me. I'm looking so at this it week's... on Amazon. I'm looking at I'm... it on Amazon. I I don't know if I should. It's twenty four. God help you if they 20... manage to put this on Switch. It's twenty four ninety eight for the Game of the Year edition. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so I'm gonna uh, as as last week I'm gonna list a thing that I really like about it and a thing that I don't like about it. Uh, the thing that I really like about it, uh, this is a, it's a small thing, but it's uh, just kind of interesting. Uh, Geralt's hair is wonderful. 
And the reason that bears mentioning is it uses a thing which uh, it's an NVIDIA technology called HerWorks. And it instead of having the hair be like a, a model that's animated, it actually simulates strands of hair and they're affected by wind and your movement and physicality. And the reason it, I, it struck me as being so nice is I played the first game that NVIDIA HerWorks was used in. And that was the first Tomb Raider reboot. And I turned it on in that game. And it was awful. Oh, yeah. It looked like, like Dolly's hair. I think it was sort it of... really... Um, the yeah, thing about it was... People it, looked, about that. it looked good in screenshots. Yeah. But in motion, it was really bad. It yeah, just I mean, did not I, react I think, properly at all. I think they sort of fixed it for X. Obviously, with Xbox, I mean, you just basically get what you get yeah. with those sort of things. But I remember there being complaints about it at the time, and sometimes in some of the things you, because obviously you're looking at the back of Lara's head for quite a lot of that game, and uh, it did look like I drew it on there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It just reacts in a really weird we- way. Weirdly, like yeah. Yeah, so, and because I haven't played any of the Tomb Raider games since, I assume the tech is still in there, but this is the first game I've played since that, and that was quite some years ago, that had the tech in it, and uh, it's come on leaps and bounds. It looks really good when you're walking, uh, you know, his hair sort of bobs around behind him and, you know, uh, bumps off his shoulders, there's little strands coming off that you can see. It's a silly little thing, but I do constantly catch myself admiring at it so basically you, you put another 40 hours in but 37 and a half hours of standing on a cliff top admiring yeah. his hair blowing the breeze absolutely and it's wonderful uh the interesting thing is uh it has you can turn it on in the settings you can turn it on for uh just Geralt or uh you can turn it on for the wolves in the game uh, I haven't done that because one of the problems with activating it for the wolves is whenever you encounter wolves they tend to be in packs. So you're you're not just rendering one of them. It's having to do the calculations for a whole pack of wolves. And that makes my graphics card weep. <laughs> so I, I'm more than happy just settling on Geralt's luscious locks. And uh, yeah, such a silly thing, but I really, really enjoy it. Uh which is fun, which is annoying because you can uh, they added into the game uh, alternative hairstyles and beard styles, and everything except for the default is awful. Mm. But the default is wonderful, and anyone who plays with without a beard, just who are you? What are you doing with your life? Sort yourselves out. Come on. Um, the bad thing uh, this week, and it's a it's a biggie. Uh, the upgrade system the way the upgrades and uh, abilities work in the game, it's confusing. But now that I have come to fully understand it, I've discovered some problems with it. The way upgrade way things work in the game is you have uh, one, two, three, four different uh, sort of perk trees that you can upgrade. And whenever you start the game, uh, every time you level up or visit a place of power in the game for the first time, you get uh, a point. And you can put that point into one of these. You know, they're separated into three groups. There's combat, uh, alchemy, and... uh, Well, sorry, four groups. Combat, alchemy, magic, and uh, general perks that sort of don't fit into any other category. 
And so you you get a point and you put in a point to a perk. And in any other game, that would mean you have that perk. Not in The Witcher. Uh, in The Witcher, you have slots that you unlock as you level up. And at maximum level, you have a total of 12 slots. And you have to put, an, to activate an ability, you have to take it and you have to assign it to a slot. That's all fine. There are multiple tiers of abilities in each class, in each one of those four classes. And in order to unlock the next tier, you have to put a certain amount of points into that uh, class of upgrades. Basically, what this means is, in the long run, say there is a high power thing in the combat, uh, in like the fast attack tree, in the combat uh, class that you want to unlock, you are going to have to put in points to to uh, upgrades that you will never use in mm. order to up unlock the higher level uh, versions of the things that you are and will be using. So you're having to put points into things that you aren't, you know, that you don't have a slot for, and you're never going to be able to take advantage of, and it's really annoying. <laughs> I to the point where I've been considering looking like at mods, which just you know un 